Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. I have. I, um, I've just returned from the beautiful Fiordland National Park, part of Te Wahi Pounamu, which is kind of like at the intersection of three of our national parks, really. 2.6 million hectares of world heritage area. We were tucked down in Fiordland on a boat, having the time of my life. Uh, technically, it was work. <laughs> uh, and everybody, if you get the opportunity to go, I highly recommend so did you actually go like tramping a bit to get into the into the bush? Yeah, so one of the things that I find a little bit challenging with my um very short legs and uh <laughs> le- leaning on the wrong side of 40 situation I find myself in these days is uh nature tends to be up hills which <laughs> I find very inconvenient. <laughs> so we we had a bit of bit of chasing to do to find the the um species we were looking for in um but yeah it was we were very lucky it was a bit of a bit of a rough entry into Fiordland so we got to see Fiordland in all its beauty both uh, the wild and wet yes. 79 not southerly version and beautiful sunshine so it was it was uh, a very cool experience well you'll be coming down to earth now you're back in the in the city and we're going to talk about an endangered species it's the swamp maire um, tell us about this tree yeah, so this is another one of those misnomer um, plants, if you like. We we often it's like um, oh, dolphin fish, you know, isn't actually a dolphin. You know, sometimes we're not very we're like half asleep when we're naming species. <laughs> I think so. Um, the Māori Tawiki or the swamp Māori um, is not one of our Māori trees. So if you're used to seeing the big, beautiful black Māori, for example, uh, I think there's about half a dozen of those types of trees. It's actually not related to that. Uh, It's a very special tree that is as unique to Aotearoa as, say, our giant weta or weta punga or our kakapo. Um, And if you are a... uh, I met a journalist recently and she's hilarious. She says... I think she grew up in the Waikato and she describes herself as a swamp rat because she spent lots of time as a kid puddling around in wetlands. So if you are a swamp rat uh, and you like to play in wetlands, then these are tall trees that grow in swamp forests, mostly in in the warmer parts of the country. So North Island, also top of the south. Um... And they're interesting because they are hydrophytes, so they love water. So they love to be – you know how if you are planting out your garden, you've got, say, a boggy corner of your garden, sometimes it's not – it kills your trees. Like it's really hard to to grow certain species of tree in sort of boggy areas. The swamp mighty is – sort of turns that on its head because not only does it love poor drainage – um, but they actually have similar to mangrove trees. They have pneumatophores, which are those, you know, those root, you know, when you're walking through the mangroves. Mm. I used to live on Te Arashi Peninsula, and so I used to love walking through the mangroves up there. And they have pneumatophores, which are those bits of roots that poke back out of the ground, almost yes. like kind of snorkels, like yeah. breathing holes. So yeah. they have these two. Um, the other thing that makes them special is they are part of our Myrtaceae family or myrtle family. So if, you know, 
you were you're in Auckland, aren't you? Yes, so you'll be familiar. very familiar with the Pohutakawa, Rata, Manuka. Um, actually, I don't know about you, but I was at, I'm from South Island. We don't have a lot of natural Pohutakawa, but I was in Auckland a bit over summer. Boy, did they go off the summer. They were beautiful, weren't they, this year? It's amazing. They're just so rich in their redness. So rich. So good. Yeah. Are they susceptible, the Māori Tawaki, are they susceptible to the myrtle rust? Yes, they are. And um, that has been a real challenge uh, for scientists, right? Because this tree is actually... In the threat listing is nationally critical, so that's that's as bad as you can get. If you're a Maui dolphin, you're a nationally critical, you know, or a kakapo or, or something like that. So they are way up there, mostly due to habitat loss. So mm. New Zealand has lost more than 90% of its wetlands in the last 100 years. We, we tend to – they've had a bad rap. We call them bogs, we call them swamps, and then we drain them and put paddocks there instead of thinking about how they filter our nutrients and keep our paddocks wet and yeah. protect us from drought and floods and all that. So – um, that means that both habitat loss and myrtle rust, which arrived here about mm, seven years ago, um, are significant threats to something as, as precious as the um, swamp mighty. And so one of the things that we've been able to figure out, we can't dry out um, the seeds. It doesn't work for this tree. So, um, And we can't freeze them because it... it doesn't quite work. They have a high moisture content and they're really sensitive to being dried out. Mm. So they don't survive what we would normally do in terms of preserving seeds, chucking them in the freezer. That's not really what you do. It's a very scientific process. And so um, the team at Atari Wilton's Bush in Wellington do this incredible, it's basically cryogenics. So if you've seen any kind of science fiction movie, Mm. Demolition Man, you know, that kind of thing, we've got cryogenic kind of restoration. Yep. By taking the embryos outside, like from the seeds, um, which have to be surgically removed, like tiny tree seed embryos, the scientists take those out, then cryogenically freeze the embryos of the tree, of the seeds. Um, and, And to do this, the scientists have to remove enough water so that the seeds aren't destroyed by ice crystals, but not too much in case they dry out entirely. They've been able to figure out that this is the you know the successful way to protect the Māori Tawaki, which are, it's just incredible, really, when you think about it. That is extraordinary. That is extraordinary. So uh, I imagine in a summer like this, an El Nino summer, where it is now getting much more dry, um, that they uh, that doesn't help either for these um, these swamp Māori that love uh, wet feet. No, not at all. And, um, you know, like I say, wetlands can be our best friends. I've got certainly got um, people I know who are farmers in the Waikato who worked out that by protecting their wetlands, they were reducing the impact of floods and protecting their surrounding paddocks uh, from drought over summer. So don't drain them. Look after them um, and get kind of get to know your wetlands, you know, and these incredible trees. They're big, so they, um, they grow to about... Um, 16 metres tall. Most of our trees in New Zealand sit at around 10 metres sort of tall. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're chonky. They, they um, you know, original swamp mighty can be two metres in, in diameter. And in spring, you will hear them first because the bees absolutely love their beautiful flowers. Mm-hmm. And then they have fruit. Um, and so they're really important for things like kereru. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's that, it's that classic circle of life thing where you 
we tend to look at a tree in isolation instead of thinking about the way it connects to all those other things in our ecosystem that we love so much. Mm. I've seen uh, images of uh, this particular tree. It's quite a bushy tree, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a real, it looks like a real native, doesn't it? It's a classic. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a real nice one. It, yeah. It's the kind of thing I'd love to have in my garden, but it's not wet enough in Waipara. It's a blooming desert right now. <laughs> <laughs> and and what... the other thing I really love, like when you look at the picture of the fruit, like they have these incredible edible red fruit, really good source of nutrients, even for humans. Oh. And berries ha- can have up to 18 times antioxidants of blueberries. So if you're into smoothies and keeping yourself healthy, I reckon this is the thing for you. Wow. That's pretty impressive because the, the old blueberry, uh, they're, you know, the super fruit, aren't they? Yeah, I know. And having said that, now I'm panicking because, of course, this is a nationally critical tree. So, you know, <laughs> so we might not like to think twice about it. Might, lead, might need to make a few more trees mm. before we go out there and harvest all their berries. Now, like a lot of natives, are they slow growers or can they, you know, sprint up? Uh, my understanding is that these are slow growers. Um you know, most of New Zealand's wildlife is uh, slow growing, we t- and that's because we're in the temperate zone. These ones live in the warmer parts of New Zealand, so they probably do a little bit better than, say, some of the trees down south. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned Otari Wilton's bush. Now, why is that so significant? Oh, look, if you haven't been, I highly recommend it. It's um, it's the only public. Um, botanic garden that we've got in New Zealand that is just about native plants Um, and it's been around forever so if you are a plant nerd for example you will have heard of Leonard Cochrane who was actually one of the original movers and shakers for forest and bird back in the day several many 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 decades ago Um, and so the whole garden is just dedicated to the preservation the conservation of our you know beautiful amazing native plants and so therefore the role that they play um, they've got about 1,200 species there, including 340 threatened species, uh, including Māori Tawaki. Um, and so they have this really crucial role in understanding our native plants and looking after them so that they don't all get destroyed. And it's easy to visit? It's a good place to go? It's a great place to go. Last time I was there, you know, Kaka swooped out of the tree as I was kind of walking along the track and Tui were having a fight over there. And, you know, if you if you just want uh, a bit of time out in nature in the city in Wellington, I highly recommend. And interestingly, so much of our scientific and medical research is now just showing that even just, a, you know, like a quick little walk, you know, if you're someone like me, not a big fan of the hills, a quick little walk through a place like that can have significant impacts on benefits to your health. If you are, you know, ill, it can actually make you feel better. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's it's this whole thing about if we protect nature, ultimately it's going to look after us. Well, there's this thing of forest bathing, isn't there, where you can just, uh, just enjoy the trees, just sit amongst the trees, and it's really good for the soul. I can imagine it. It's totally great for the soul. Um, technically, some of the because that's from that's a, a practice that mm. we've kind of brought over, particularly particularly from Japan. I have heard several iterations of it from keen 
dedicated forest bathers who say you must have bare feet. Some oh. say you don't have to. Some some say you have to do it in the nude. I'm not sure you'll get away with that in the middle of Wellington, but um, <laughs> and so I'm not going to recommend. <laughs> now, of course, uh, Nick, it wouldn't be Critter of the Week. Uh, it's an unusual critter, I have to say, a tree. Um, but yeah. you've got to rank it out of 10 for the way this very tall tree looks. What, what, what are you going to give it? I don't think we give our trees enough love, which is why we've sneakily included it in the critter category, and I'm bound to get the usual complaints, but too bad. It's my <laughs> it's my segment. Um, it's beautiful. It has lovely red, delicious fruit, beautiful, delicate flowers, and it's a big old chunky tree that deserves a bit of love, so I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Well, that's a wonderful. It sounds like it deserves every bit of that one, and uh, we thank you as always. Uh, Jesse will be back with you next week. Thanks, Mike. It's been lovely to talk to you. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.